0: Hey there, and welcome to Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am so glad that you joined me today. This podcast is for neurodivergence by a neurodivergent. I'm an ADHD coach with ADHD and ASD, and I am here to help. So let's spend some time together now and maybe learn a few things. Hi, friends, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. I'm your host, Amanda, and today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about why hygiene is so hard. But first, don't forget to check out my website for some amazing upcoming courses. On Wednesday, May 18th, we've got a Hygiene Hacks class, so the things that we'll be talking about today, you can work on there. Followed by a social skills webinar on the weekend of May 21st and an eight-week social skills group course starting on May 23rd. All of which can be found at the ADHD Lady Work. And of course, to stay in the loop for all things provided by the ADHD Lady, don't forget to follow me over on my socials. TikTok and Instagram can be found under the ADHD Lady, and on Facebook, it's the ADHD Ladies Coaching Services. Now who's ready to talk about hygiene? Let's dive in. So there are several areas of hygiene, but we should talk about first what hygiene is. Hygiene is a series of things that we do to keep ourselves and our space clean to avoid infection and germs. But there are a lot of steps involved in all of these different types of hygiene. Oh, did you know that there are different types of hygiene? There's personal hygiene. There's household hygiene, there's medical hygiene, there's food hygiene, and sleep hygiene. And to be perfectly honest, before I started coaching, I didn't realize that all of these things were considered to be part of that hygiene umbrella. Um, And especially, you know, creating the Hygiene Hacks course that I did, I learned even more in that process. And I'm a perpetual learner. So I love that. And hope that you guys will get some good information as a base today too. But when you see all of these different elements of hygiene, you can really see how they work together, you know, to keep you at your healthiest self. But then there's executive dysfunction. And that can make it really, really difficult to keep up on all these things. Because there are some very high expectations for humans nowadays and what we need to do to care for ourselves and our space. Going back even 100 years, I mean, the level of improvement with how we clean things is huge. And it's amazing. It's an amazing thing that we've learned. However, when you struggle to even feed yourself, having to shower multiple times a week even... (laughs) not even saying every day, just a few times a week can feel like a massive weight or an elephant just sitting on your chest. And if you are someone who doesn't struggle with ADHD or autism or just executive dysfunction in general, because you don't have to have either of those to have executive dysfunction, plenty of other things can cause executive dysfunction, especially trauma and PTSD. But if you don't have those struggles, I still encourage you to listen today because someone in your life may have these struggles. And like I said, we have a lot on our plates now. Going back even pre-industrial revolution, when you just had to focus on a single job, that that was your skill, that was the thing that you did, that's how you provided for the community, and then you'd come home, you'd feed yourself, you'd get yourself to bed, and you'd maybe enjoy... Some time for play at other points in the week, but it wasn't like the high demands of the capitalist workforce that we live in now. In addition to that hygiene aspect, because like I said, hygiene also applies to our home. We are now expected to go to work to have these crazy hours with high demands that are exhausting. And then From there, we have to come home and not just feed ourselves and, you know, give ourselves water, but then we also are expected to clean our whole space and to clean our whole selves. And then maybe if we're lucky, find some time to actually enjoy our life. And when push comes to shove, if you have the choice between taking a shower that night or decompressing and playing a video game, especially if you have executive dysfunction, you're, you're going right for that video game. Not because you don't want to shower, but because you feel like that's it. This is the only time I get for me. And I'm not going to waste it standing in a shower for 20 minutes. We're going to talk about some of those other hurdles that come into play when it comes to hygiene, but this is just one example. But let's dive into those categories of hygiene a little bit more. And we'll start with what food hygiene is. So this one's pretty simple. It's one of the easier ones to explain. Food hygiene is how we handle cleaning the produce or meat or whatever that we're preparing for ourselves, as well as the space in which that food is prepared, and then also making sure that it's properly cooked. You know, we don't want to eat raw chicken because we can get salmonella. Um, we don't want to have, you know, a, a countertop that raw chicken was prepared on that then our broccoli gets dipped into and then we can also get salmonella, <laughs> which is not funny to get that, but you know what I mean. So as you can see, food hygiene is very important. And this is why, you know, we have health inspectors that go into restaurants, and these are the kinds of things that they pay attention to. The, the cleanliness of the people preparing the food, um, because if we've got all kinds of dirt and germs on our hands and not wearing gloves, then that can transfer to the food and make people sick. You know, These are all different things that are considered for proper food hygiene. When you have executive dysfunction, you might not even be thinking, oh, I should wash my hands before I start cooking food. Because what is washing your hands when your brain is already focused on making food? Well, that's an extra step, friends. And with executive dysfunction, we're already seeing all of these steps. We have a step thinking block basically in our brain where we see everything involved in the process. And that's what feels so overwhelming is seeing every step at once as opposed to seeing them linearly and looking at them one, two, three in a row. So we see everything simultaneously that needs to occur in the process of preparing a meal. And when we're not used to proper food hygiene, then that's a whole bunch of additional steps that your brain then has to power through and figure out how to work with. And honestly, if we're looking at all those extra steps, When we have executive dysfunction, then uh, that's when a bowl of cereal starts looking really good. And let's be honest, just having a bowl of cereal can just be easier when you have executive dysfunction. Um, This is actually why I made a list. It's a blog entry on my website. Um, It's all low effort, low executive functioning meals. So if you are struggling just to feed yourself right now, Again, you are not alone, Um, and there are quite a few recipes on there that are just really simple, and I have them all numbered so you can print it out, roll a D20, see what comes up. Then you don't have to stress about decision-making either, and a lot of the things on there are stuff that is easy to just keep on hand, that they're either frozen or pantry goods um, that you don't have to stress too much about, Oh, is it going to go bad in my fridge? And those are things that are always good options to just keep on hand anyway, because you may be doing really well. You may be feeling really well regulated. You may be functioning better with your executive functioning because, hey, you know, it, it is getting towards summer um, and the warm weather does have a positive impact on ADHDers and autistic people. So you might be having less stress right now and you might be having an easier time with feeding and caring for yourself. Just want to throw out there that this time, if you are feeling really well regulated, if you do feel like, all right, I got my shit together, I'm doing great. If that's where your brain is at right now, this is actually like the best time to do ADHD coaching or at the very least start implementing strategies from like some of my classes and webinars or from your own research because you are not brushing up against the additional hurdles of executive dysfunction then. If you are trying to turn around your whole life in the middle of an executive dysfunction loop, That's a lot harder than when you're well-regulated, when your decision-making is working a little better um, during that period of time. You know, those are the moments to really take hold of and to start working on implementing different strategies during. And like I said, I have some great classes, Um, especially that social skills group class. Oh my gosh, guys. What an awesome way to get that community experience, to get hands-on practice. You get some individual coaching with it. Tons of great information. There's the webinar format of it as well. If you don't have the patience to go through an eight-week course of it, I get it. So there is just the weekend webinar. Boom, done. Get all the information and then move on. But uh, the the group course is going to carry through the summer uh, so that you really are getting that regulated time frame to start working on rebuilding those social connections in your life. So just just throwing that out there again. <laughs> but uh, thanks, guys, for letting me go on my little ADHD tangent there. And let's go to medical hygiene. So medical hygiene is the practice used to prevent the spread of illness. We're not going to go super deep into this one. You guys have learned a lot about medical hygiene over the last few years with... The, the pandemic, um, you know, how important washing our hands is, using disinfectants, things like that. Um, so that's really the, the focus of this one. And a lot of medical hygiene applies to medical facilities as well, that they have to keep a certain standard of cleanliness to prevent that spread of infection and disease and, you know, to, to really be sure that it's a safe environment for people to be healed in. And then we get to household hygiene. So this is how we care for our space to keep it sanitary to prevent that spread of illness, which, uh, yeah, you all know how difficult this can be for an ADHDer. So in the Hygiene Hacks course, we're going to be talking about ways to simplify the sanitation side as a primary focus. You know, decluttering, that's, that's something else. That's a whole nother ball of wax that we can dive into. Um, and I do have an organizing class coming up this summer for that too. But working on our house to just make sure things are sanitary. Because that's something I've actually always said about myself. Um, I have never considered myself to have a dirty house. Um, but I have always had a cluttered house until more recently. Um, You know, lots of decluttering has has happened um, over the past couple of years. But even then, there are certain things that are difficult to keep up with when you do have a larger space that you have to care for so that it doesn't get dirty. You know, there's a certain amount of times that the bathrooms need to get cleaned and wiped down so there's not extra, you know, fecal matter floating around on things. Has anyone seen that episode of Bones where she talks about toilets and, like, closing the lid when you flush the toilet because little microscopic bits of fecal matter, like, go out into the air when you flush? Anyone? Anyone else seen that? Man, that episode really scarred me. I hate watching toilets without a toilet seat you know lid thing (laughs) oh my god i don't know where i'm going with this anyway back on track (laughs) then we get to personal hygiene so this is um you know there there is sleep hygiene as well which is um watching our sleep cycle but personal hygiene is really where um personal hygiene and household hygiene are where adhders autistic friends um depressed uh friends you know tend to have the biggest struggles in their lives uh, with, you know, keeping up on. Sleep is definitely a factor as well, um, but sleep hygiene isn't something that we're going to go super into. Um, Like I said, we're going to be really focusing more so on that household and personal care task categories. Those not that. So yeah, personal hygiene is things like showering or washing our hands, brushing our teeth, our grooming, and also our clothing care. So now that we have talked about what hygiene is, how it's categorized, let's talk about why it's so damn hard. There are so many steps involved in making sure that all of these areas are covered for our safety. As I was talking about before, these Standards for cleanliness are pretty recent, and it's a lot of new things being thrown on our plate. But then there's also tons of people who are having these crazy, overwhelming work days. There are tons of people who are working multiple jobs. And after you've just worked a 12 hour shift, the last thing that you want to do is do more work, right? How that that executive functioning that's required for all of those steps is super stressful. And what does stress do to our executive functioning, friends? Come on, those of you who've been around, you know, say it out loud with me. Yep, stress worsens executive functioning. You got it. When we get stressed about the amount of steps, when we get stressed because we're ruminating and negative thinking about the tasks, when we're stuck on the research for knowing what to do or how to do it or what materials to use, when we have big emotions tied to the process of these personal and household care tasks, or when we have sensory issues associated with them, or when we haven't taken care of ourselves enough to take care of our space, it's a big trap to get stuck in an executive dysfunction loop. And the task feels bigger than it did to start. Showering takes about 10 minutes, but feels like a mountain of steps and time in our brains, especially with that time blindness, oi. And if you have any kind of sensory issues with water, that might also prevent your desire to step into the shower every day. It's just really freaking hard when you feel like you have so many things standing in your way, when you are just met by roadblock after roadblock. You are not alone, friends. Heck, the, uh, the amount of time that it takes to wash my hair is why I have trained my hair, so I only have to wash my hair twice a week. It is so much less stress and pressure to put my hair in a shower cap and just hop in the shower, because I know that process is only going to take a few minutes. When you throw hair into the equation, immediately my brain is like, okay, so what do we got to do with the hair today? So we got to wash it. We got to condition it. Are we doing a mask? Also, once we're out of the shower, like how are we handling the hair then? Do I have to dry it completely with the hairdryer? Are we doing a little bit of a blow dry? Because then we're going to, you know, do the the octa curler. Like what's happening next? Or can I just braid the hair? Cool. Great options, but also super overwhelming options. If you are battling that executive dysfunction piece. I have had moments where just the idea of brushing my hair feels like it's just too much work. So for me, the solution to a showering problem, because wet hair is a sensory issue, but it's also an executive dysfunction issue, the solution is that I don't wash my hair every day. And that was a freaking game changer. You are allowed to do what is best for you, even if you think someone will judge you for it. I'm sure that there are people that I tell, you know, I only wash my hair twice a week to that, you know, are passing judgment somewhere in their brain. I've heard the, oh, I could never do that comment. And then they like cover it up with, you know, oh, just because my hair's so thin or just because of this. When really, I know what they mean is, ugh. The funny thing is there's actually a whole documentary. It's a really, like, short docu-series on Netflix, and one of the episodes is dedicated to soap, and they even tell you in there, like, scientifically, you're not supposed to wash your hair that much. You're not supposed to um, bathe a ridiculous amount of times in a week, actually, to keep all of, like, those natural oils and like the good bacteria and stuff on your skin so um, there is a balance to all of those things as well and that helped a lot too with me feeling better Um, and that's something I talk about in the class as well but more than anything to make me feel better about doing what I need to do is I, uh, I learned the art of giving less fucks about what people think and really focusing in on caring about what I need and what I think and not in a selfish way. In a, they're, they have nothing to do with the process of washing my hair. So their judgment of it really doesn't matter. Because they're not the ones who are dealing with this hair every day. I am. If you need to shave your whole head, because that will make your life easier. Go grab those clippers. You are allowed to do what you got to do. Who cares what people think your head looks like shaved? If you love it, if it helps you, go for it. You are the only person who matters when it comes to figuring out how to be your most functional self. You deserve cleanliness for you. I love Domestic Blisters over on TikTok because she advocates for a clean home and self to be morally neutral. Because when we can remove the shame and guilt, we actually remove some of the hurdles that stop us from being able to care for our space and ourselves. So remove the shame and guilt for not showering or brushing your teeth or doing it, quote unquote, correctly. Because the stress of that shame, the stress of that guilt will only make your executive functioning worse and will make it that much harder to even try. Because what does stress do to executive functioning, friends? That's right. Stress worsens executive functioning. I cannot say it enough. And on the shame and guilt side, another thing that I cannot say enough is if hating yourself worked, it would have worked by now. Stop putting that stress and guilt on yourself. You deserve to have that peace. And you deserve to have the better executive functioning that comes with that removal of stress. But all of that starts by being realistic to where we're at right now being kind to this version of ourselves you don't even have to love yourself just yet but you have to at least like yourself to give what you would give to a friend who is struggling you would not sit and shame them and make them feel absolutely awful and terrible and worse about themselves you would care for them you would love on them You would help them however you could, and you deserve to do that for you. So yeah, stress really does make it harder to practice hygiene and caring for ourselves and our space. And then you add in those extra steps. Yeah, that all makes hygiene really hard. Quite honestly, friends, I didn't realize that I could talk so much about just this part today. Um, so if you do want to learn more about how to help yourselves when it comes to, um, you know, reducing steps with your hygiene process, with, you know, making it easier for yourself with removing some of that shame and guilt around all of it, be sure to check, check out my uh, my mini webinar coming up on the 18th. 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, it's just at night. It's only $25. I'm really trying to make this as accessible and, you know, easy for you guys to get into as possible. It's a place to begin. Because like I said, you deserve that cleanliness for you. Doesn't matter what anyone else thinks or wants. But you deserve it. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. You are wonderful and incredible and awesome. And I want to hear you say it to yourself. I know I can't because I'm on the other side of this podcast here, but hey, you can say it to you. I've said it. Now it's your turn. Ready? I am wonderful. I am awesome. I am incredible. I'm amazing. And I deserve this for me. This is not a toxic positivity, rainbows and sunshine makes the world better thing. This is a literally you just got to stop being so mean to yourself thing. That's the difference. We can still be super realistic that it's really freaking hard to get in that shower sometimes. But if we're going to meet ourselves where we're at, okay, maybe you can't get in that shower. But you deserve to be clean. So maybe you grab a, a body wash and a washcloth and you put them together and you scrub yourself down like that. Maybe you get those pre-done um, body wash wipes. Those are freaking awesome. I used that when I had COVID. Oh my gosh. And I use it every once in a while still. Just on a day where I'm like, eh, I just want to be a little more clean, but I, I don't have it in me to go take a shower. That's okay. I'm not a bad person for that. And neither are you. If teeth brushing is a struggle, if, you know, like I said, doing the sanitary parts of caring for your, your space, your house, if that's a struggle, there are things that we can do to limit those steps. So let's say that you always wind up getting a pile of garbage on your desk. Then we put a trash can right next to the desk. There are simpler steps that we can take. And at first, those steps might feel like they're wrong because you're told for years and years and years, no, it's got to be done this way. Oh, my God, have you seen those stupid Pinterest lists for, like, cleaning your house? They're insane. They're absolutely bonkers. And they're definitely made for people who have the time and energy to do a bunch of stuff. We don't all have that. And if you're a spoonie on top of being neurospicy, yeah, there's a whole nother element of how we got to make some shifts to meet ourselves where we're at. But that is the best thing you can do for you. Meet yourself where you're at. So I hope to see you all on Wednesday, May 18th at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be talking about um, a lot of great tips and tricks to help you with simplifying steps with, you know, making your space a little bit more functional to make it easier to, to take care of that sanitation part. Um, and you know, making it easier for you to have access to the tools that you need to keep yourself clean. There is no shame in the struggle you are having and I'm here to help however I can. Thanks again, friends, for joining me for another episode of Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to follow along for future episodes and get notifications when they come out. And don't forget to visit theadhdlady.org so that you can sign up for the Hygiene Hacks class next Wednesday, as well as the upcoming social skills webinar or group. Did I mention the webinar format starts at only $40, too? Thanks again for joining, friends. I'm your host, Amanda, signing off.